0: Jewish audio on Chabad.org. With the help of Hashem, we are learning Bava Kufhei. We left off eight lines from the top of the Amid. The Gemara is referring back to the Mishnah. Chutz The Mishnah taught us: if a person swore in order to hold back any sort of monetary obligation and the oath was a false oath then the person admits on his own, on her own, their Aveda of swearing falsely to withhold money so the Torah says that the person has to return the principal. you have to also pay now a fifth and that was the last sugya we finished yesterday that's considered a monetary obligation and the person has to bring a karbanosha, to which the Mishnah taught us that the Kedan has to be returned to the hand of the nigzal, even if the robber has to go after him in Madai. And even if the expense of travel exceeds tremendously the amount of the keren. And without returning the keren, the person cannot bring the karbanashen. However, the chaymish doesn't have to be returned to him in Madai, and even if the person did not yet pay the fifth, the person is allowed to bring the karbanashen. So the Mishnah pointed out that if the person returned the Keren, or if the victim forgave the Keren, or if the person returned almost all of the Karen, and what is still remaining to be returned is less than a Shavapruta, then you need not go after him in maddai you can bring your Karban Hashem. So on this says the Gemara, <speaking in Hebrew> that when there is left less, less than a Pruta left, of the Kedon, you need not go to Madai, Elosh, Ein, Gezele Kayemes, that's only if the item that you took is no longer in existence. That which you owe is its monetary value. However, if a person robbed, or stole, an article, an item, and that item is here, even if what remains of this item now is not even worth a pruta, still, you have to go after the victim, the nixal temadai. Why? Because there is a fear that maybe that which is here will later increase in value. It will become more expensive. And therefore, this is the way we learn the Gemara, if I, God forbid, if I'm the robber, and I gave back 99% of what I stole, but a thing that I stole here, now is not worth the pruta. I bring a carbon If later this becomes more valuable, then the carbon that I brought is retroactively disqualified, which is the worst thing. So we brought a carbon that was not allowed to be brought. So that in itself is horrible, on top of the fact that I'll have to bring another carbonosh. So we turn even this, which is now worth less than a proton. However, Ikad Amri, there's another version that Raf Papa said the opposite. That Amad Rav Papa, whether what is owed is a monetary obligation, or no, it's the item that was stolen in itself is no longer in existence, or whether the item itself is here, you don't have to run after the victim if now what you have left is less than a pruta. Because, the way the Rush explains, because even if what I have now will become more expensive later, it will not retroactively disqualify the karbonashim. Yes, if what I have now will become more than a pruta's worth i will have to go after him to madai then to return it but since during the time of the carbon Ashram i did not owe a pruta of the it was only less so the Ashram is going to be a valid carbon okay now we have to put in our thinking caps we're going to have a few statements of rava that share a very deep common Logic, and let's start now with the dinim that we are dealing with with theft. And then we will amplify to other areas in halacha as well. So Amarava says, Rava, statement number one. Gozal shalusha if the thief, if the robber stole three bundles. And during the time of the geneva, the three bundles together were worth three prutas. In other words, each bundle in itself was worth a prut. And then, vuhuzlu, and then the bundles became less expensive. For Amdu al-Shtayim, the three are worth two. So the math that he taught us in Yeshiva will tell you, in other words, each bundle is worth 0. 0.66. And, im hichzeloi even if the robber returned two, this is key, so the robber returning two, two together is now worth more than a pruta. So the Ganev fulfilled the mitzvah of the Vesakzela. What the Ganev has now is not worth a pruta. We learned in the Mishnah, not worth an apruta. You don't have to go after the nig- the Nigzal Tamadai. But when you stole it, the one bundle was worth a pruta. Here, says Rava, You do have to return the third bundle. And Rava, to substantiate his Kiddush, says, that our Mishnah, our Tana, will back me up. It says in the Mishnah a few days ago that guzzled chametz if a person stole chametz and all of our Pesach and Pesach went over. And now the Chametz we know is prohibited even to have benefit thereof. Nevertheless, the Chiddush was that was the whole Sulbi of Hezek She'ina Nikir, non discernible damage. That oimer Loy, that if the robber still has this Chametz, he can return it and tell the victim, Hadesh al this which is yours, is here. And it's considered returned. And says, Rav, a time of the Isa he can only return him the Chametz, even though now it has no value because it's here in existence. the moment, the is no longer here. Even though that which is now not here anyways is not worth anything, let's add with the words of the Bach. because da kiven hu since while he stole it. During the time of the Geneva, it had value. And the Mishnah teaches us, right in the beginning of Hagayzel Eitzim, that you have to give back value, kshas, Hagazela, So we'll have to give him back whatever the chametz was worth then, even though now the chametz has no value. Hakinami here also, Afalgahashto, Loishava Pruta. And the three bundles that are now worth two. The bundle that was not yet returned is not worth a prutta. the Mikara Havashava Pruta. Since when you stole it, it did have a value of a Pruta. But you have to return it. Now, before we go on in the Gemara, what will be very helpful is to read the top t'esviz. and all of the questions that we vaguely know in our minds, oh, what about this, what about that? The is going to work out, and then we're going to appreciate better the subsequent inquiry that Rava Rav is going to ask. So says the on top of the Amad, Amar Rav, Right, this case, and then even though the gazlan or the ganeth returned to now what he has is not even worth a pruta and the mishnah says ah if you don't owe Ketan a pruta you don't have to go after him to Madai. here says that's only if you have it here the Imlav, and if not so says places hold on if you don't have it then then of course you have to go after him to Madai, Fakert, Because that's the whole point, that if I steal Khametz Vavaral Pesach, if I don't have the Gezele Be'en, I have to give back to the, to the victim the value that it had when I stole it. When I stole it, it was worth a pruta. First case. If I don't have it, I give him a pruta. If I do have it, I give him back the bundle. Even though the bundle now is not worth a pruta, I gotta give it back to him. Now really, says to this is important, Vuhuadin, adin The same thing is gonna be true, forget about three that became two. If a gazlan stole one bundle, when he stole the one bundle, it was worth a pruta. So there was an obligation of a heshef esak One, the same thing, and this one now is only worth 0.66. vuhuzla she'machzol a'aguda, that he has to give him back the aguda, or if he lost it, he has to give him back a pruta. So why did the Ravas speak about a case in three and two? Allah says to is telling you, the, the Rava is telling you a kidish that Afilu mitzvah betarteh. This is key to understand the next piece. Which means that even though you gave him back two after it got cheaper, and you already fulfilled the mitzvah vehesh of So one w- because the two. Even as they are worth now, each one is worth 0.66, so two together is worth more than one fruta. So you might have thought that if he steals one and it gets cheaper, you have to give it back to him because you did not yet fulfill the mitzvah of like Shaxelah. But one mistakenly would have thought that if you stole three that are now worth two, and you gave back two of those three. So you fulfilled the mitzvah of Aheshev HaShakZelah. So maybe you do not need to give back the third. Nevertheless, You still have to give him back the third one. Even though this is important, that the raya that Rav brings from the Mishnah will be a great raya. For stealing one that's now worth less than one, but it won't be a raya for the three that's two. Why the 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 proof that rubber brings only works for the one that became cheaper, because that only that will be mamish like Gezel Gazelchametz v'ah Pesach, which means that when you stole it, it was worth. Now it's worth nothing. You did not fulfill the mitzvah of Pesach. Got to give it back. But over here, we're speaking about that you already fulfilled the mitzvah of Eishav So how does the Rava know it? Let's just finish inside. So it says Tosus that the that the Chiddush that Rava says that even when it was three, that's two, that you were fulfilled the mitzvah. Kamar Rava Rava says it from a Sfara. There's no proof from the Mishnah. Let's finish this Is important. Umi the Nakad Another the, the case. Is that it got cheaper? Mashmat clear. The pshita lay, that Rava has an for as a given. That if a person steals three agudas, and when you stole it, it was only worth two, b'shas and you gave him back two. It means you fulfilled the mitzvah of Asia It's like The lo'i two of the three. You don't have to give back the third, and that's a continuation from the, from the last statement of Rav Papa, that shema tiyaker lo'i the one that you have in, that remained, was never worth a pruta. What you took was a pruta. All three together. The three were worth two. And you gave back two. So you fulfilled the mitzvah. Now you don't have to return it. In the Mishnah, you never fulfilled the mitzvah of a heshavah So even though the chametz now has no value, give back what you stole. Either hareshalhalofanecha, or give back the value, kishah But if what you stole from the outset... That's what it says, the Gavaldic. The three are good as from the beginning were only worth two, which means you have the obligation to return, and you only return two, but two is worth a pruta. You fulfilled your mitzvah, now you don't have to return it. Now we'll understand the next piece of the Gemara properly. Just to be clear, this Haitian is and You have three that are worth three. Yes. If you only return two of those 3 you you're still obligated. You have to give back the one. your obligation. No, let's word it this way you fulfill the obligation on the two. But you still have an obligation on this one. Okay, I mean, you have three that. Uh, worth two, being that something less than a prutha in itself does not oblige you to go to Madai. A, you know, so that's the chiddush of Rava, that if when you stole it, the three were worth three, that's this whole point. That's the whole chiddush of Rava. Yeah. Even though now the one that you still didn't return is not worth one. Since when you stole it, it was worth one, you're still obligated for this to return it. Govalik. As great as this is, it's going to get even greater. Now comes Rava, and he asks the following question. inquires Rava inquires Rava, The person steals two Agudis, when he stole it, the two bundles together were only worth one pruta. And, he already returned one. By the way, when he returned that one, he didn't fulfill the mitzvah of a Because one bundle is half a pruta. He has one in his possession. He did not yet fulfill the mitzvah of a heshev of a It's going to be key here. So now the question is, Mahu what will be the din? Me, how do we say that hashda like that right now what he has in his possession is not even worth a pruta? It's not called a robbery, so there is no obligation to return it. By Dilma, Danny the or hader gzela the When he stole the two that were worth one, there was a chiyu That chiyu he did not yet fulfill. So maybe since he did not yet fulfill the mitzvah of aheish Zela, now he will be obligated to return the one bundle, even tamadai, even though it was never worth a prutam. So hadar pashta. So himself responded. Now obviously, like always, there are different ways of learning the Gemara. We're going to learn pshat that responded that he is obligated to return it. Let's get the words in sight. That gazela ein kan. You know, it's even though there is no gazela here because it's not worth. A Nevertheless, hashava enkan. He did not yet fulfill the obligation of a hashiv and therefore he has to return it. So the gemara says that this is a inherent contradiction. enkan. If what he has right now was no longer considered an item that's robbed, hashava yeshkan. In other words, it should be considered that he returned it. So Ravah says, no, hachi ka'amar, that afal alpi even though, yes, what you have now is not considered a stolen item, it's not a pruta, mitzvahs, hashava and khan, you did not yet fulfill the mitzvah vehesheves hagezele. And when you robbed, you robbed two agudas, which were worth one pruta, which are still worth together one pruta. In other words, when you robbed, you were obligated to do the mitzvah, you didn't fulfill the mitzvah yet, so you are obligated to return it. In other words, when you have an initial requirement that is no longer applicable, that is no longer applicable, Rav is saying you're still m'choyiv to do it. That's the key, because there was a requirement, it's not not relevant anymore, because you only have one bundle, because you gave back the first bundle. You had it, you're m'choyiv to do it. Think about this, and let's go on to the next case, which has the same concept. The next din is gonna be the din of An-Nazir, by divine providence, last year this time we were learning nazar. By a nazar, when he finishes the days, average without stam Nazir, Shlashim yaim, there are obligations on the nazar to shave his entire body and to bring three korbanas. Shaving the entire body is key. If a person shaved their entire body, however, they left over two hairs you can't say that they are shaven. On the other hand, the act of shaving doesn't apply when it's only on one hair. To say that I shaved, it it needed to be that I shaved two hairs. So says Ravah, Hadei Omru, we know that Nazar she if for Nazar shaved his body. But v'shi'er, shtey, as we spoke out then, really the Rebbe never said the word sa'ar, which is the eon of Tzimtzum, he said it sha'ar. So anyways, we're gonna read it the he left two hairs unshaven so first of all we know rava says what's shaving means you don't, you didn't leave two leaving one is okay leaving two is not okay so now okay you shaved the hairs you left two you have two you still have to shave you did not fulfill your mitzvah yet you didn't do the so you have to. Now you shaved one, but the, the, the way we think now, the final one fell off. Mahu. So before the Gemara goes on, the Gemara says that's, that's not a problem. That's a question. What were to happen if a Nazir shaves his entire body, but he goes one here at a time? You can't say that since he didn't do it together, then when he came down, there's only three left, there's only two left, and then he cut off one. That is the act of shaving. That's a pshita. That's even though he didn't shave it all together. So if Rav's case would have been that he shaved everything minus two, and then he shaved from the final two one, that should have been pshita to Ravah. that that's a valid act of shaving. Even though this second to last was not done with the rest, it doesn't matter that they're not done together. So who cares if the final one fell off? So clarifies. The question of Rava was, a person shaved all of the hair, but they left two. So you can't say that they shaved. Now, from these two, before he had a chance, one of those two fell off. Now that you don't even have two hairs, the question is, will the Nazan now shaving the final hair, be considered fulfilling his obligation. Kiven, Kigoyen, first, the second, the last one fell out. And Akhas and he shaved the last one. Do we say, Now, you don't even have two left. So he's exempt of shaving. In other words, he did not shave yet. Because when he shaved, everything minus two, that's not called an act of shaving. Now there is no obligation for him to shave because one, out. because one fell out, so therefore he's exempt. He didn't have to shave the last one, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, there's or or him shaving the last hair is not called an act of shaving. I he shaved everything minus two that was also not called an act of shaving. So therefore, since he never fulfilled the obligation of shaving, it's mamish like the case of, now you have the one bundle, so he's still obligated to shave. Now, by the way, just to make a quick chazada in Nazit, what would that mean? If he's still obligated to shave, he has to wait 30 days, remember that? You have to wait 30 days for the new grown hair to be considered something of substance, and then he'll have to shave. Since he was initially required to shave, even though right now it's inapplicable, but he has to fulfill the obligation. Think. Pause. So now, What's the timing difference between doesn't matter. When you're doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It can be a second, or it can be, uh, or it can be within the 30 days, or it can be within the 30 days. And when he had, any he had a mind, I'm going to shave off those two head luck. and then one of them fell off, and he cut off the last one. It's so more. What? It's like he gave back one bundle, but that's not called an act of shaving. That's the same thing. Well, the initial requirement is no longer applicable. So, Paitis says, think about like before, the Pashtam, same words. Sayur Khan, even though, first of all, there is no hair now, acknowledging. You don't have hair. You can't say that this person is unshaven because right now he only has one hair left. So right now, he, he's a shaven person. He's not a hairy person. However, Giluach Einkan, he never did the act of Giluach. Again, we're learning the way some Rishonim learn. Which means, he is obligated to shave. He was obligated to return the bundle. Even though that right now, there was no requirement. Again, it's, it's like an inheritance theater. If you can't call him a hairy person, if there is no hair, so let's, let's consider this him being shaven. So no, says Rav. correct. Can't call the Nazar an unshaven Nazar. He only has one hair left. But on the other hand, mitzvah's giluach was never fulfilled. Not initially and not now. And therefore, he has to wait 30 days and do it. The um, omar of a third case. Right? They're similar. This he to wait 30 days. And then can shave again. Yes. If he has only by, one the, by the gzela by the, by the, by the uh, that, that I can give back right now. Say. Correct. Now we're going to go to the third case. Yes. And then this curse case, the way we learn it, the bayah won't be resolved. So it's similar, but not that similar. What's the third case? A few words of introduction. We just had this in the Rambam. We learned we're in Ol Tavshin, Ayin, Vav. So for us, it's a piece of cake this. First of all, there's something called Tumas Oil. Meaning that if you have a corpse or a a substantial part of the corpse or of the blood or of the bones, under a roof, anything, Adam, the under the roof become Tami B'Tumas Mase. Number one. Number two. What happens if the Tuma is downstairs and there's a two-story building and you have what we call a skylight? There is an Aruba. So the din is that if the aruba is a peseyach tefach, if it's a square tefach or larger, so we consider the tuma of the house going up into the aliyah, and not only are all the calum and people under the roof of the first story become tameh, people in the aliyah become tameh as well. Next step, what happens if the aruba is sealed? The aruba is sealed, and that's it. The tuma stays. And the tuma only stays downstairs. Number three, there's a din by clay cheres. Clay cheres only becomes tummy by its interior. So therefore if a person is going to take a clay chedis, and the person is going to insert it in the hole in the skylight but with the opening facing up which means that what's facing what's exposed to the down tuma is the exterior of the clay chedis. it has to be sealed with clay it has to be properly closed so then the tuma will not go into the aliyah because it's sealed number 3 if there is a hole in the keli, when it comes to the size of the hole in the keli, we learned this together. There's so many opinions. You know, certain kelim a hole disqualifies them when it's roiv. Sometimes it's remember that to say achrimain. If it's um, moitzirimain, that's the lashon. Or if it's moitzi zayis. whatever size hole is considered a hole that will allow the tumma to go into the into the schavius, into this earthen barrel. So the din is like this: the moment the keli is open enough for the Tuma to go into it, then the keli itself becomes Tamei. The moment the keli becomes Tamei, a Tamei, the doesn't provide a Chatzitsa. Invited everything in the becomes tummy. So now the question will be, there was a Chavis and it had a hole in it. But uh, it's not a Chatzitsa for the Tuma. Now what happens if this hole became sealed by sediments of wine, let's say, that settled in the bottom of the Chavis, so he says, Ravam. I'm sorry. Let me go back. It's known, if the barrel had a hole, a disqualifying hole. However, after that, it became sealed by wad by sediments. So Rav is telling you, a given hitzi lua. This ceiling is called a ceiling. The hole is no longer called a hole. And now, being that only the exterior of the Chavis is facing downstairs, it's Matzel Lefneatum. However, Bayerava, what happens if Agav Chetzia, if only half of the hole is sealed? Same, same, same thing. In other words, there was a hole. Once there is a hole, the keli is going to, a tumor will go into it. It's not a hole. Very good. Right now, it's not a disqualifying hole. But when the hole was a hole, it was a disqualifying hole. It's very similar. In words, the initial. Problem is not a problem now, but it was never resolved because the hole was never properly sealed up. Mahu, what do we do? So right away says, That's a question to Raval. Isn't this a Befetisha Mishnah? And if it would have been a Befetisha Mishnah, why is it asking a boy? Read the Mishnah, Mishnah and If this barrel that's in that aruba got a hole, It says, Hitzilua, so far so good. Now, Shemarim is that the sediments fully sealed it. But read the Mishnah. What happens if Pekaka Bizzmeira? What happens if it was stuffed with a vine? You see, sediments are mamisha tight seal. A vine, there's little cracks. So says, the Mishnah, At yimareyach, you have to smear clay to make sure that the edges of the vine are properly kept in this, Hold. More than that, says the Mishnah, if you had two vines, two vines, not only does the vine have to be clay, with the edges of the keli, but between one vine and the other, you also have to put clay. End of Mishnah. So now, explains the Rav hold on. The reason why the vine was good is only when you put on clay. Meaning holy made, but if you did not put on clay, then it won't be good. Why? Okay. So there's still some openings between the vine and the caley, because you know, vine is doesn't not think about it, it's not like sediments. But who cares? If sealing the whole half is good, it's at least half-sealed. The fact that it's not good means that Ogav Chetziah is not good. So Amri, they said right away, How can you compare one case to the other? If you're not going to smear the vines with clay, it's not shot that you have some openings. Whatever you have is nothing because it will fall out. That If you're not going to seal it with clay, it's not going to stay there. So the entire hold is considered exposed. expose. Agav Chetzio, the question of Ravah is what were to happen if you smeared it with clay, half of it, and whatever you closed is now closed. So therefore, again, the initial requirement is no longer applicable. But on the other hand, you never fully closed it. Now here, there's no mitzvah of closing it. That's the difference. There's a mitzvah of There's a mitzvah of Here, there's no mitzvah. That's why this question remains unresolved. Get it? Okay. Is there a difference between sediment and clay in, in, in this body? Like, clay is avada good. The kiddush of the mission is that even even sediments is good, but but if you put vines, vine is already not considered bchaval a ecl- closure. Okay, but our question is ultimately. Is a hole that's big enough? and then you then oh, you close, p- close all the way. yeah I close part of it that's it that's the question and that remains unresolved let's move on amazing now for we're going back to the back to the Ardin the person takes an oath to withhold monet, something that has monetary value the person's oath was false the person himself admits Rabban Ravah says Ravah. How Yomru we learned that gazal chametz? If a person steals chametz, rather hold Pesach, and Pesach goes over, even though now the chametz is Baha. No, since the chametz is Ba'en, the shinui is not discernible. Oymeruloi, the Gazlon, the robber, the thief can tell the victim, the nigzal hadeshol cholof anecha. Here you go, take it back. Now asks Ravah, turning to Afkufayim with bees. We have to we have to move nishba all of mahu. What happens if after Pesach? This robber now takes an oath that he doesn't have it. He never robbed it or that he gave it back. He takes an oath that would have exempted him from returning this chametz. Now don't forget, this chametz now has no monetary value. And then he's moida. Is he included in this din, in Vayikra, and Nasei, that you were nishba, you were moida, keron chayim Now maybe it's considered money because as of now, this would have exempted you from your obligation of a heishevesak zeila and in his words the what would happen the ghazlan stole the chametz before pesach it's after pesach he's planning to return it and a third party gave him some of his own cake stole it from him now he doesn't have the chametz be'en to give back so what does he have to do now what we learned in the Mishnah in the beginning of a al Eitzim, Mishalem Kshas HaGzela. If you don't have it now, you have to give him back not what it's now. Now it's worth nothing. It's Asr bahna. You have to give him back money. So this is something that potentially has value to you. It's preventing you from having a different liability. The E it's called. Or you know, That's the words we learned before, but we're having the words the e. The e means potentially that even e So therefore, we say it's So it's considered money. And now this is included in the din. You were Kaifer money if you're maida Keren, chaimish va'asham. Do you pay a chaimish? That's a discussion amongst the Reshinim. Uh, but you have to bring an asham. I'm saying maybe you don't have to give a chaimish because now when you a Kaifer, it's worth nothing. That's all interesting discussion, but you're included in this parasha. Right now, no one stole it from the Ganav. Right now he has it. And right now, now, it has no value. And therefore, Rav had this question. Amazing. Says the Gemara, I want you to know that Rava didn't know. But his, the generation prior to rabba happens to be Rabba's teacher, Ravah, P'shitilei le-Ravah, knew that it is considered a Shvua on k'firas Mamain, and he will be chayiv to pay to asham to give an asham. Where did, where did Ravah say it? Om Here's rabba's case. Shoyi go Let's make a Reuven and Shimon conversation. So this statement is made by Reuven. Reuven tells Shimon, you stole my axe. Vuhu, and Shimon says, re I didn't steal it. There's an axe there. So Ruven says, You didn't steal it. Mativu why is my axe doing in your house? In your yard? So Shimon replies, one second, it's yours. I'm a In other words, I was gonna give it back to you when Eddie swears. And then he's moyed that he lied, that he took a stole it. Now how up? here. It's different than the case of Khametz. Khametz is worth nothing. Here it's, it's also worth nothing because he was planning to give back the Keren anyway. His false oath wouldn't have exempted him from the Keren. However, there is a DE. What's the DE? A Gazlan is Chayiv, even bo'ainas to give back Kishasa HaGzela. A Shoy merchinam. if something accidentally happens, or even if G'neva V'aveda happens to the article, they don't have to give back anything. So, he was planning to give back to Keren, but potentially this oath could have saved the money. Could have wrongfully withheld money from the owner. The why is it, why is it holding him? Because it he swore shem Shemachinam. And if, if the animal would have been lost accidentally, then if he would have stood with his false claim, Shemachinam, he wouldn't have to give him back anything. If he's a ghazlan, which he is, a goslem is chayv, even him. You stole it, give it back. You don't have it, give back the value. So Rabbi says chayv. In other words, we look at a potential monetary liability or gain as mamayim. Or Rabbi gave a similar case, same thing, that Reuven tells Shimon, you stole my ox. Shimon says, me? Or well, how? Who? She says, my ox is in your house. So Shimon says, no, shamer sachet, ani You made me a shamer sachet. Again, he's not going to withhold the ox. He's admitting it's not his. And nothing happened. Still, Khaiv. Means if he took an oath and then he's Maida, he's Khaiv to bring an ashram. Why? Because through his false claim, Shremer Sacher, Shrey Patar Atz, Mishfuru Omeis, Shremer Sacher is not only Khaiv by Oenus, he's Khaiv by Geneva Vaveda, but a Shremer Sacher is Patar by an He's Khaiv by Pshi, I mean. By Pat, he would have been Patar if the animal's time would have died. Likewise, if Shimon says, I'm a shoyl, now a shoyel even has greater obligations. But still, there is this one exception that if mesa machmas if you borrow something and doing with the article that which you said you'll be doing, you borrowed it to plow your field while it was plowing, a died, the shoyl doesn't have to pay back. Again, chayef, sherei potanatmi mesa machmas Alma we see says, koyim, even though the animal is now here and he was going to return it anyway, that means his oath wasn't going to deny as things are now to the owner there what he has Even the e mignav if it would have been stolen if an accident would have happened if it would have been then the then kafar. if he would have stood with his false oath that he's a shamer, he would not have to give back money even though in truth he stole it hashtanami even though that none of these things happened the animal wasn't stolen the animal didn't break the animal wasn't lost the sh- sh- Shimon, with his lie, was anyways going to give him back this article. Nevertheless, we consider it a k'firas mamain. Hachinam in here also by the chametz. Afal gab the big the, the responsibility is so much less- lesson. Very good. Shkoyar the e that we af, a-f- al gab the first white line. This is gavaldic. The Afra ba al Even though right now this chametz has no value, even the e mignav So we say mamaynama alya. And has to know him when he could cough lay. Okay, says the Yosef, what does the Bach do? Yosef Rabba. And the Kohamah lo was teaching his din. What well, we just learned, not the boy of Rabba. his pshita. That if someone claims I'm a shomer and he swears falsely. Even though he was not denying the Keren, he's Chayiv in this Parsha of Ken Chaymish So Rav Amram, according to this version. So Rav Amram challenged the Rabbah. And he quotes the Bresa, the Braisa speaking about a Pasek, in the parshas Vayikra in this Parsha. Of when you're Kayafer money and then you're Moida. The Torah uses the words V'Ki Chashba, you denied and you swore denying it. Bah, denying it, faket means that you're making a denial. Not to have to give him back anything. You were denying the ketan. A says the b'risa prat that if a person agreed that the ketan rule is not mine, the b'risa is going to give many scenarios, including the cases of Rabba. The b'risa seemingly mamish says that he's chayev the asham. It's it seems to be a great question against Rabba. Just be weird that the first cases of the b'risa will be hard to understand because it appears from the first cases that he's not moide. In the Iker, let's see the case. Kate said, Ganafti. and Reuven tells Shimon, You stole my ox. who, Shimon says, What are you talking about? So Reuven says, What do you mean? Why is my ox in your backyard? So Shimon responds, Either, Atamachartali, you sold it to me. Or here, the obvious question is, If Shimon is saying you sold it to me, then he's trying to keep the Kedin. We're going to see that. No, that's not the case. Or, Atanasatali, you gave it to me as a gift. Or, Avich your father sold it to me, Avich HaNothnali, your father gave it to me as a gift. Again, the Gemara is going to clarify that all of these tainas were said in a way, we'll speak it out, that he's not trying to keep it. We're not trying to keep it. The not Further, or he says, I stole it. Your ox was running after my cow. In other words, take it back. The of baetzli came on its own. Toya ba'derech, I found it wandering on the road. The Gemara is going to ask, if you find something wandering on the road... You know who the owner is. You don't have a right to take it to your backyard. You have a mitzvah to take it to his backyard. We'll get to all that, or mamish the case of rabo shemerchinam ani yolav shemersochen ani yolav shoyel ani and v'nishba and he takes a false oath. But again, on all of these cases, he was moide beiker. Then he's moide that it was a false oath. The brayso says yochal yechayiv. You might think he's chayiv tamaloymer the ba. When are you chayiv when you deny it? Prat lo moide beiker. It's such a great question. And Rabbah got so upset with this question. Amr um, Lay, Rabbi tells Rav Amram, and us LA boys, we have the great Rosh. He told him, Tadura. Rashi says, Tadura, you don't have a heart. You look on the side, the Messiah says, Tadura means, Mish you confused person. He was doing it to motivate him to think. He says, Why are you comparing one case to the other? Boring. Huh? Shu'amah <laughs> so, means? Boring, Boring person. Vastustu ki you know what is the whole b'raisa, that's the key, now it doesn't say it. But you should have chapped, v'ko'omar Lay heilach. The whole b'raisa is, is that when Reuven starts to attack Shimon, what is my ox doing with you? It's not only that he says, I was a Shemir Sacher. It's not only that. He swears, I, I, but he gives him right away the ox why did the rabbi say that it's called a kfiras mama the dee because potentially something might happen and if something would have happened uh, nothing could happen because he's actually giving him back while he's making his false claim he's giving it to him ah the moment you gave him back the ox there was no dees you gave it back to him that's why the Brisa says you're not included in the parsha of having to bring an ashram or haim on an ashram the case of Rabba, on top of the Ahmed, or in the case of the boy of Rava, you're not giving anything back right now. I'm swearing that I never took your Chametz. You're not giving anything back. Or even in the case of the Shemer Chinam, this conversation went on when the ox was not present to be returned right now. And from when you took the oath, it's possible that an will happen to the ox. And if that were to happen, then because of your Taina Shemer Chinam, you won't give him back anything. It could lead to you not giving back anything. But if the truth is that you stole it, then even if annoyance happens, you'll be have to return the money. So that's where you have the i. The e. Now the Gemara good. Now the Gemara has to clarify the Braisa gave its first cases where it appears that he was. If Shimon says you sold it to me, what's the Moide to He's saying it's mine. So the Gemara says, the case is the Amalei. Why is my axe by you? You thief. Shimon says, my, your axe is not with me. He says, yeah, it is. It's in your house. So Shimon says, I bought it. Now, we're speaking about a person. Let's, not remi- let's remind ourselves that in Kedushan we learned behema, you make a kingin with Meshicha. Which means that even before you pay the money, it's yours. So Shimon says, I made a Meshicha. Reuven is saying, you're a thief. I never agreed to it. Now, normally when you make a Meshicha, you're kaina. Let's say that Taki, he made a Meshicha and he was kaina. What would you do if you made Meshicha on my cup God forbid, I'm telling you, a thief, you owe me the money. You know what you can do to me? I owe you the money, take it back. Right, don't call me a thief. We made a deal. So Shimon is saying, You sold it to me, but he's not being Kaifer the baker, he's being my the baker because you're calling me a thief. We, we made an agreement, I'll pay you next week. I'm a thief, take it back. That's the case here. Take your axe back. Or Atanasatali, in the next case in the Braissa was, You gave it to me, or ali, your father gave it to me. Again, my, my the answer All the answers the the Lay. You gave it to me as a gift, Shimon says, but you made it on a condition. You told me, al the avid you told me I should do a favor for you. And now that you're accusing me as a thief, I don't want your gift, I'm not going to do you a favor, take it back. Is it the of the it's, it's here, that's the whole case. The ox is here. And the gifter is telling the recipient, you're a thief. The moment that happens, the whole thing went south. So the recipient says, no, you gave it to me as a gift. Now I know that I agreed to do something for you, but if you forgot all that, whatever you asked me to do for you is not worth the ox. Are you calling me a thief, ticket deck? No, I, want I don't want your gift. I'm not going to do anything to you. Or, the next case was, I found it wandering on the street. So ask the Gemara, that's not a Taina. If my, yeah, if my thing is in your backyard, you're telling me you found it? That's a teddits? Reuven should have told Shimon, when you found it, you should have given it back to me. So Amar Avodah Shmuel, that Bo-Emer, Shvua Matzasi, That person swore, yeah, I never knew it's yours. Shimon says, I found an Aveda. I didn't know who the owner is. I was, I was planning to announce it. Now that you're coming to attack me, okay, it's yours, take it. That's about, it's all halach. When there's no halach, rabba holds of the deE." Now a similar concept. A similar concept, meaning something that potentially um, can prevent you from a money liability, something that potentially can affect a monetary status, is considered money right now. We're going to move from one din of Shvua to the next. Great. Now we're going to move on to a din called Shvua Se'edus. Meaning, if I, if I have a Din Ta'edus with another person, and I think that an individual can be a witness whose testimony will be beneficial to me, and I adjure them, come, say Eidus and that person says i know nothing and they swear they make a shvua, that they do not have any testimony if later we discovered that they knew information that would have gotten me the money true to bring a carbon it's one of the unique cases where that carbon is called a carbon yodid, meaning according to the wealth to the financial wealth of the sinner accordingly whether it is an animal or whether it is a carbon from something that's less expensive but so No, no, no. Now, Ben Azai is going to speak out a case where the aide swore, I know nothing. The truth is that he knew something, but what he knew wasn't for sure going to help me. What he knew might have helped me, potentially would have helped me. Is that included in Shua see, they You see, that's the link. So time we learned, oh, Benazai, you're going to Atana. Benazai says, Gimel Shua saying, there are three cases of the Shua. They're all connected to a lost article in which I asked a witness, or according to Rashi, witnesses, swear. And they say, we know nothing. However, again, as we'll speak out, what they knew was only part information that might have led me to recover my lost article. Now Benazi didn't say what the din is he says there are three such wars what are the three cases that they lied that they know nothing but the M is he could bubble they had seen the lost article so they were walking down the block they saw my cow but they forgot in which yard it was so even if they would have said the truth and we found we, we know something about your lost article we saw it last week in that area but we don't remember in whose yard now again, how is that potentially gonna help me? Because once I narrowed down the area, I would go from door to door, I, ma- I might have found the, the home that Taka has it in the backyard, and my confrontation might have led for me to get it back. Maybe. Or, they might have These witnesses that lied falsely, they know nothing, they knew something. They know that Ruven found something. They don't know if Ruven found my lost article. But again, they know that someone found something, they know who that someone was. Had they told me the truth, I would have gone to the oven. And it might have led me to recover it. Or, The third case is, is when they did not know, they did not know anything about the lost article. They knew knew nothing about someone who found the lost article. So asks the Gemara, (�i) If they Taka knew nothing, then then they swore truth. So we have to amend the Brisa, that they knew where my lost... They, they knew that this is my lost article. They knew who found it. I'll be a big So that would have helped me. We'll see in a moment that that would not for sure help me. I'll speak it out right now. Because even if they would have testified that Reuven found your cow, when I would have gone to Reuven, had Reuven claimed, I lost it, Bo'aynas. I lost it, Bo'aynas. So we remember we learned before, Shem aveda Shem Shem but a Aved is going to be Potter. He might be a or Socher because of the mitzvah, that was a funny thing. Rabbi Yosef. But Bo'ines will be Potter. So even with that information, I might not have gotten it. So all of these cases of maybe it would have felt maybe not, these are the three cases. Now, what about? Lamay Hilchaso. Ben Azai didn't fear Ois. So we have a Machloikas amaraim. Amazing. Rav Ami in the name of Hanino says Ben Azai meant and in all of these cases, I'm Potter. Or they don't say de. They swore on something that right now wouldn't have for sure gotten me money, so they did not swear falsely regarding money. Shmuel says no lechiuv, since potentially all of this would have allowed me to recuperate my lost article. And now we're going to plukta. Now the Gemara says now we're going to go back to the shem and the chachamim. Now this is really linked to the the to the following machlekes tanoim. Hamashbia eidecha stam. The din is. That when one witness let's say me and you are having a question, "You owe me money?" you say, "Lahadam, if I have one aid that substantiates my claim, I cannot extract money based on one witness, but one witness, Middo Esa, places an oath on you. You have to swear that Yettaka owe me nothing. Now it's common, or not common. It happens that when someone is being told by a basin to take aswoda Eraissa, even when they're saying the truth. For sure, when they're lying, they say, you know what, I don't want to shvua. How much money? hundred dollars? Take a hundred dollars. So here also, if there was one aide, now he says he knows nothing. Really, he knew. He knows that I lent you money. But even if he would have testified, same concept, who says you would pay? All you need to do is take a note that you don't owe me. But you might have responded by saying, you know what, I don't want to swear, Pay. Now, the aide who said and swore that they know nothing is being maida. I knew. Do they now have to bring the carbon oil of a year at Machlekistanoyim? Tanakam says, Platter. Rabsham Allah says, Rabulazav, Rabshaman says, Mechayev. But Michael Mifligi explains the Gemara Mars over Rablozav, Rabshaman holds, Dovra Gretem Lamamikim Amandami. Since if they would have said the truth and Basden would have imposed an oath on the defendant, he might have said, I'll pay you. So his denial is something that could lead to money. It's considered a oath of, den- of denying knowledge regarding money. Omar, so holds Tanakhama dummy. So therefore Shmuo holds like Rab Rab Shimon, and Rab Hanino holds like the Tanakama. Oh, let's move on to the new Sugi. Another sugya. Ooh, this sugya will be huge. And just a heads up, Kuvav is Mamash Gavalik. It's going to be a Kiddush that everyone will get uncomfortable with. But let's begin with Rabshashis. Amar um, Rabshashis says Rabshashis. Halkop. HaKaifer B'Pikadon. A person was a Shemir. The person is so I, I have something that was deposited in my domain. Shem And when you're coming to collect it, I deny whether I denied you never gave it to me, or whether my denial means I gave it back to you. doesn't make a difference. That's a Kfiras Maman. Clear. Before I took an oath, I didn't take an oath yet. If I would have taken an oath, that's the dinam that we're learning, then I would have been ma'ida. what would be the din? Keren, v'ashem. If I take an oath, chevre, and then Adam come and they say that I lied, what would be the din then? That depends. Remember, if, if I was a Taintanas Ganov, I got to pay careful. I didn't admit. I just denied. And adam come and say, what are you denying? It's in your house. What am I? What are the options? Am I still a Shoymer? Or am I the moment I denied, I become a gazlan, Even without a Shvua? If I'm a Shoymer, I'll be Pater. If I become a Gazlan, a Gazlan, either give back the item or give back shasak That's the question. So Rav says, it's not a question, that HaKoyfer If a person denies them having someone else's Pikadin. They did, even if they did not yet take a shruah. That, that denial makes them into a ghazlin and v'chayiv boan Now, Obviously, if they won't be Edim, if they won't be ma'ida, you'll never get it from him. But let's say, Edim come, you're no longer a shemir, you're, you're a ghazlin. A shemir is <laughs> never chayiv boan is chayiv, even a shemir sacher is patar boan Shemir is not patar begenev of all right, let's go further, even a shoyel, even, because we call the Dalit name, including the shoyal, even a shoyal, would have been puttered by Mesa Machmus Bulach, huh? A ghazlan has no excuses. Even Machmus you stole it, give it back, you can't give it back, shasak zel. And now says, Rav Vatanatuno. I have a proof to me. It says, again, another b'raisa, the kicheshba, in the, in the that we're learning about, he denied it. Lamadno says the b'raisa, Oinesh, that the moment you denied it, you already get penalized. Now, you don't get penalized by paying a chaymish. Chaymish and Hashem is only when you swore. But the denial in itself affects a consequence, which will be that you become a ghazlan. That's the consequence. You chayv b'aynos. us. inayin, says the B'day Where did the traitor forewarn us not to deny? And by the way, even though by unchin there's a rule, ein Im kein maziden, which means the traitor has to once write, don't do it, there's a Tosfos that asks: By Dina the we normally do not have that rule. So it's not that we need a Hazara, but the fact is that there's another Pasuk in the Torah that is warning a Shoyimet not to make that denial. Talmud a Pasuk in Parshas Kedoshim, there it says si si don't deny, the si and don't lie. Miso. End of B'raiso. says the Gemara, my love, when the B'raiso says the you're an einish Does it not mean? which is the din of Rapsheshesh. That means there is a consequence that you'll be chayiv b'aynosan. Says the government, No, not necessarily. Lo'ay, that means that I have to take an oath that I don't have it. And if I take an oath, in the case of an oath, the parsha is, not that I have to take an oath. If I deny and I take an oath, that's when I'm a chayiv do'aynesh of keran chayimish v'ashem. But lavdafka, the price is speaking about a case that no oath was taken. Says the Gamora, no, no, no. Ha, me dictani safer, the price continues. And we're going to add the the box, de ishtaba, the safe of the price is in a case where oath was taken. Does that not imply that the race is speaking about a case where no oath was taken? As it says, quoting the Sefer, dictani safer, Vinishba al shakir, when the Twitter says, Vinishba al and vayikra, that when you swear and then you're maida, Karim Chaim is for Asham. Azar where is there an, a warning for that? And here you think I have to have a warning because we're not speaking about monetary. Asham is a is a punishment. Tamud Laymer, the law says shakru again, the pasak in Kadashim. So, umid the seifa di ishtaba, does that not imply that Isha the law ishtaba? And if the person didn't swear, there is no einish other than einish shmamen. So that's a proof that Abshes says the Gemma, It's not a proof. omni I'll tell you. the the difference is kan which means also edim. When edim come and they tell you that you stole, then you're chayiv awesome. by Again, when you swore. A person swears falsely. What happens if they were not maida? If eidim come, so what's the din? There's no Chaymish and asham. Chaymish and Ashim is only when you're maida. Ironically, when you do a lesser sin, sometimes you have to do more because it's possible for you to get an atonement. If the person was not maida, then their sin is worth worse, and en kapara la merza. This doesn't help you. So maybe all cases is when you swore. When Adam came before you were maida, that is when you became, so to say, a ghazlan, and therefore you're punished by being chayved by a The seifa is that you were maida when you're maida, you are by You don't have a proof from the B'risa, but you can't refute the rapsheshahs. So, okay, it's, it's, late, it's a pity. We're going to have to really start early Sunday morning in Merzah Hashem. But let's... Okay, we're leaving go off still on the Kuf Hayamid Hamed Rapshesh's stands his ground. doesn't have a proof. We're going to try to refute him. We won't refute him. That the moment he denies that he is in the possession of a Pikadin, he is considered automatically a Gazlin and Chayv by Noson. To be continued.